well, we're just going to get right into this thing and stop lollygagging around. You know what I'm saying? This is a boogie broadcast number 10. Hitting it off, getting things going. I've been really slow with this podcast nonsense, you know. Apologies for the lollygagging and all that stuff, but this is an episode of the Boogie Broadcast, and I'm proud to be here. I'm happy to be here. Stopped at this awesome memorial, as a Vietnam veteran memorial in Ocean Springs. This is a very, uh, which is a very iconic place here in Mississippi, a very historical place, and uh, really put me into a big perspective. Um, I don't think we really understand what they had to go through back then. You know, they had to do things that were, first off, with less food. This is something that's very, I mean, no one really pays attention to this. They did not have a very good diet back then. I was listening to a podcast today. It's like they used to call people who weighed like 190 pounds who were above six foot like giants. Like they had these um, super focused type of uh, of portraits like, you know, whoa, look how huge that guy is. Well, nowadays, yeah, that is a big individual. But I mean, back then they just weren't that big of people and everyone weighed 125, 130 pounds. And it kind of hit me today when I when I went to that veterans memorial, I noticed that a lot of those guys were kids. A lot of them were my age and younger. I mean, that's children. That's very young. And they just said, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna do what we want to do, and we we want to protect this country. We want to fight for this country. And not only were they so young when they did this, and they really weren't fed. Hardly at all. I mean, you got to realize that when they came back, they were not welcome. So I'm reading all of these obituary uh, type of uh, descriptions of these individuals, and I'm just realizing cognitively, like, these people died. But even when they died, they came back home. Or, I'm sorry, obviously they didn't come back home because they passed away. But when their memories came back home or their families got the news... Their families didn't receive the type of affection and condolences that people receive nowadays. They were ridiculed and made fun of. It's kind of hit me like y'all went through a lot. So from now on, I mean, if I see anybody with the Vietnam, and normally I try to make a, I don't know, a gesture to kind of like say, you know, thank you for your service, that whole thing, but. People become callous with that stuff, you know? They had a guy at a gas station one time wearing a veteran's hat. And I went up to him. I said, "Uh, sir, you, uh, you know, Navy or whatever. I said, you were in the Navy? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, thank you for your service. I was very young. I was like 14, 15. And I happened to have like a $5 bill or something like that. He was asking for money. He had a bucket. And I was just, you know, I was naive. And I just gave him the money. Well, I got in my car and they had a state trooper friend of mine parked at the front. And he was like, that dude's not a veteran. And later he got detained for wearing a veteran's hat. Uh, but he actually wasn't even in the military. He was just like the town drunk. And I had no idea. Uh, but even after people risked their lives and no gratitude was given, people still degrade them in just the worst ways. Just what a piece of trash. 
What a piece of trash. Faking like you're a hero. You know, real heroes, you don't know real heroes. When you see him, you might know, oh, that's a good guy or like, you know, he's done things before. But we don't know real heroes. You know, 90 to 95 percent of what the CIA or FBI or what they do in, in covert military options and things like that, what they do, we don't know. We don't see the things that they do. And uh, because of that, they go unnoticed. And I just want, I just want, maybe I should start reading some declassified type of mission stuff. I don't know where you go to do that. That's a good question. We should look into that. But, um, I mean, man, just the stories that exist that actually take place. I mean, it's crazy to think that people um, take their, and I have a friend of mine who hopefully is coming on the podcast soon to talk a little bit about this. They go to school, they do their training, they do all this jazz. And then once they actually institutionalize their teachings, let's say start in like using their teachings, like they're off the grid, man. Like there's no friends, there's no family. When you go undercover or you go into a covert operation or you do something like that, you're cut out, man. Like you are no longer part of whatever life you were a part of. You don't understand what that means. I don't understand what that means. You you cannot fathom giving up your life, what you've always known, and what you always know has been. Think about this. You're sitting in your car right now, or you're watching this on your computer, or you're listening to this while you're doing something. Stop what you're doing. Give up your life to go fight for something. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. Would you do it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think if, you know, if I didn't have as many ties as I do to family and and my wife and, you know, my extended family, I think I'm too social to be secret. You know, I, uh, I don't know if I came up with this quote, but I said this today, just kind of talking or thinking really sneaky people surprise me. Sneaky people surprise me. Think about that. Think about how sneaky you have to be being the FBI. And then like one day you just tell the story and you're like surprised by it. Or like, you know, it's just, it's just a great, I, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how people do it. How do people give up their lives? How do people become politicians? Like, you know, they have... Many politicians right now, you know, gunning for the presidency. And uh, some of them I pay attention to. Some of them I don't. I'm not very political. You know, I said that before. Really, none of my friends are political or people who I think of are actually friends of mine are not very political. But entertain this idea. If you were to take all the Democrats and Republicans and blah, 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 independents and libertarians and put them all in a in a room, right? And put these black silhouettes and distorted voices on them. Or maybe give them all the same voice with the undistinctable silhouette style. Like we're talking like a 60 Minutes segment where a cocaine kingpin 
confesses to his crimes, but, you know, has to keep a secret identity. I'm talking, like, secret stuff. Like, you don't even see a resemblance of who it could be. And then let them give you what they're gunning for presidency for. Let them give you their ideas and their... their Give them yourself. Seriously, you could take presidents in the past and have them unlabeled and undistinctable, but yet give you their convictions of how and why they do what they did. I think we would view everything differently. This goes the same way for preachers. You know, many, many, uh, try to say this politely, many faiths have a horrible reputation, but only from their radicalism. You know, like Westboro Baptist Church. Baptist people shouldn't be associated with that church. Or Al-Qaeda. They shouldn't be associated with all Muslims. I mean, you have to think of this in this way. There's an extreme to everything. But an extreme shouldn't define you. I mean, you get upset and you throw a temper tantrum and billions of people see you in the temper tantrum, but yet they didn't see you six days before that helping this old lady walk across the street and carrying her groceries for her. You know, like, you know, they don't see your whole life. That's the same thing for radicalism. Even, Even the people who I think are ridiculous, like vegans, they get so radical. Yet, you know what? There's a vegan who I actually did not even know he was vegan. And that's, that's to me, I like that. I like when you don't, and of course, you know, this podcast, all I do is ramble, and people are going to know all kind of stuff about me. But Travis Barker, the drummer for Blink-182, and he's a producer for so many bands. Uh, he was uh, just recently uh, Suicide Boys. But, you know, he's a, he's a, I just broke a porcelain whale on my feet. I know that's random, but I did. Uh, he just wrote this, uh, or just came out and like vocally, you know, let everyone know. He's always, he's been a vegan, vegan for a long time. But he just had like this good attitude about it, you know? He just had like a pleasant attitude. And it's not, and he didn't force it on anybody, you know? So I think uh, Kurt Russell, I believe, is the same way. It's just good. It's just cool. I think that's nice. I think that's cool. But then you get on Facebook and you have uh, – I follow a lot of carnivore people because that so far that's been my favorite thing to do ever is be on the carnivore diet. I loved it. But they're always attacking the vegans. I, I don't think you should be that way. I think you should be genuine. And if you're genuinely a person who enjoys attacking other people, I, you know, I would calm it down a little bit, man. Just chill out, dude. But – I'm not that way, you know, I'm not an extremist, but, like, you know, even the carnivore people need to chill out with the vegan people. Not everybody can even afford the carnivore diet. That thing is expensive. The vegan diet is just kind of dumb. You're malnutrition. Look at me trying to sound smart. You are becoming malnutrished. Am I saying that right? You are not getting the nutrients that you need if you just eat on a plant-based diet. Come on, man. Think about it. Where are your proteins at? Where? You need protein to survive. Maybe you're getting the carbs to get you by, but man, I don't know if you've seen some vegan people. They look disgusting. Now, 
I haven't seen a bad looking carnivore. So that's just my opinion. But we have these extremes. And here we go again with labels. I'm always talking about labels. But I'm so anti-label. I just think people need to realize that we you can't define someone off of their extremism. And this is going back to the people who are going for the presidency. All you will see is what they did wrong and what they've done good, right? Which is basically how a life is, good and bad. I'm fairly interested in seeing the people who aren't targeting another person. Ben Carson was awesome. I loved him for that. He didn't target a bunch of people, but he was a genuine human being. Um, anyway, I say all that just to talk about something. But uh, yeah, I uh, I think sneaky people surprise me. And something I thought about today, I was looking at my notes just now. Something else I thought about today was, you know when you're a kid, you're just trying to like fit in, right? You're trying to figure out like what group you belong in or, I mean, where, what you are, basically. And, and there's so many things around you that are influencing you, especially if you're in public school or a private school or a school in general. I was homeschooled most of my life, but I did go to public school for two years. And I had a golf phase, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, in a skater boy phase, but uh, if you take those moments of definition and genuinely assess them, they still carry on with you in, through your life. But there's one thing that I dropped quickly, and I was trying to be cool. That's such a wasteful effort, trying to be cool, trying to be the cool guy. You know, it's just it's just not worth it. It's so much easier to be yourself. It is so much easier to be who you are. I mean, you're just talking about waking up in the morning and just being you. Not waking up in the morning, taking a deep breath. Okay, remember, uh, I, I, I think uh, I, I, like, I like this band, but I hate this band. So I can't let nobody catch me listening to this kind of music today. Uh, all right, um, let me make sure my hair is perfect, you know. I got to make sure my Instagram post today shows all my contours in, in my face and my hairs, you know. Like, dude, just be yourself. Hey, if you have a bad picture of yourself, it's okay. Chill. It's not the end of the world. Having a bad picture, having a bad picture of yourself shows your true self. You cannot capture your true self in an image, much less even a video. I'm not like this all the time. Tons of tons of times where I'm I'm not this chill or like, you know, I'm very antsy or very energetic. I feel actually pretty energetic right now. I didn't exercise today. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's something else, too. Been doing pretty good with that. But I need all of y'all to start doing something. I feel so good when I move my body and I exercise my body and I'm drinking more water and I'm I'm trying to eat better. I think I don't I don't have a problem with food. But uh, sugar, I had, I'm so, oh, if I just would have done it today, I had my first sugar Red Bull today. Haven't had a sugar Red Bull in weeks, and today I failed, so sorry everybody, that must be why I'm still so wired. But uh, life's just been kind of crazy for me lately, Uh, doing a lot of work stuff. Thinking about venturing off and doing doing some other stuff alongside of what I've been doing. Because I'm self-employed. And let me tell you all something, man. Being self-employed is nuts. It's not a ride. Like, you know, I'm in, 
this is, I hate this word, is an entrepreneur. I'm not so much an entrepreneur as I am more of a hustler. That's air quotes, you know. But being self-employed, I'm not guaranteed a paycheck, you know. You struggle sometimes, and sometimes it's just too good and too easy. But, um, you know, you should try it. You should try to be self-employed because when you're self-employed, you put yourself in a position every day to be successful. Every single day, you have the choice to be successful. Now, success is not measured by how much money you're making or how much effort you're putting towards yourself. It's, it's a self-goal. So today, I felt successful because I successfully drove five hours, but I was able to see three stores, and I tried to open up a new account today, and I got them to bite. Now, granted, they did not put an order in, but I tried, and I got them to promise me an order and then I got another store to promise me a large order in November and October so today I feel fairly successful but on top of that you know being self-employed also allows me to do little projects like this like this podcast I'm excited about doing this podcast once I finish this today I mean I'll feel great I mean I really will I just feel so good I feel so amazing whenever I um I keep hitting the microphone whenever I do this podcast and uh, I want to have some more people on. And I wanted to have something special for number 10. But, you know, I just stopped thinking. Just start doing. Oh, I'm building another lamp right now. This is a lamp right here that I built uh, for people that are watching. And uh, this is how you turn it on and off with this acorn nut right here. It's dimmable. But I'm a, I have uh, two more downstairs. One's almost done. The other one isn't done either. I'll have both of them done soon. Gotta get some shades for them. Uh, but I'm gonna start making more lamps and selling more of those things. Kind of like a Christmas time thing. So if you're interested in this lamp right here. Or I'll post some pictures of some other lamps and stuff like that that I'm making. Uh, that would be kind of cool. I'll advertise that a little bit. And I'm trying to get some more merch up. I want to do shirts and hats and uh, just give away some stuff. This this podcast thing is just so fun. It's fun. It's weird. It's awkward. I'm just talking to a camera right now, and I'm looking down at a microphone and speaking to it. There's nobody in this room. It's it's odd. Hard to keep talking. But hey, look. Um, there was a the, the the dangers of the ocean. Let's talk about that. The dangers of the ocean. There was a young man who passed away a couple of weeks ago. Seventeen years old. Just graduated. Going out on a graduation trip. To Ship Island, I think it is, uh, out here on the Gulf Coast. And, um, you know, just rambunctious, careless guy. I'm sure he was a good fellow, though. I actually met his, um, his grandma's, one of his grandma's Sunday school students I uh, sold some jewelry to, uh, but talked with her. And he passed away enjoying himself. That's a tough thing. You know, when, when you hear about people who die going skydiving or swimming with sharks or, you know, racing or drag racing happens a lot. You know, you think about the people who go out enjoying what they're doing. But, you know, you just think about it like, doesn't that make so many people scared to do what they were doing? Like, imagine his family. You think they would ever go back out there again? How do you think that that actually registers with with your cognitive self like you're constantly thinking about 
like you know when whenever we go out there i mean that we've had one guy who got uh i think it was a, struck by lightning and his legs blew off on a sailboat and then you have people who, uh the kid who our guy was uh wade fishing with waders on and the water sunk in the waders and pushed him away and he drowned uh, we've had a very good friend of our families drown in a lake just playing around. I mean, it just makes you think. But, like, you're enjoying yourself. Do you do you, you become careless when you enjoy yourself? And uh, d- passing away, doing things that you enjoy, that's something that I, I've, I've just recently been thinking about. It's such an odd, it's such a oxymoron. You're dying doing something you love. You know, my great-grandpa loved to make crab nets, and he actually passed away making crab nets. But that's not like a scenario like I'm talking about. It's just so odd to think and weird to think that people can die having fun. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just odd. My uh, camera's acting up. Sorry, guys. Well, I just thought I'd come on here and talk a little bit. It's be a very short podcast. Just want to put a little something out there. But, um... There's a, there's a lot of great things going on. And I just want everybody to be happy and be positive. And I need some accountability in that aspect. I, uh, I've been uh, exercising more. It's been helping out so much. And hopefully soon I get another guest on here and we'll have some intense conversations. In the meantime, there's a little tidbit from Seth Boogie Gibbs. Uh, follow me on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, if you want to, up to you. Over here scratching myself like a monkey. And uh, if you're interested in any one of my lamps, I'll post up a few pictures. You guys can check those things out. Uh, hey, send me some topics to talk about. I might try to do a Skype call or something with somebody. I don't know. I'm just figuring it out. I think my video and audio is going to look better this time around. So pretty excited about that. Anyway, babies. Life is a dance. Let's boogie. Hopefully you guys have a great day. And look, man, just keep it real. Let's not try to be cool. Just try to be ourselves. And hopefully everything works out for you. All right. Peace.